Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction, and Saving Me One Day at a Time, Finding Light Amidst the Shadows of Addiction. I am here for you and this podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, to reclaim your power and to live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. So since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing that we can do is take back our power and focus on us ourselves. Just remember that the thoughts and perspectives that I share on this show are mine and those of the guests on the show. So if you ever hear anything harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and we always aim to do better and we value your feedback as well as your permission to be human. So please use all the content here as educational and informational and not for the purpose of medical diagnosis, treatment, or prescription in any form. That being said, let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I wanted to do kind of like a follow-up piggyback episode from the last episode because I realized I was talking about boundaries and that boundaries kind of are tricky. And I was sort of going back and forth trying to give an example of boundaries. And I was struggling because boundaries are, they can be quite tricky only because sometimes we misunderstand boundaries. So I thought, wouldn't it be really great just to do an episode on crafting boundaries? And also, I also call them rules to live by. And this is a wonderful strategy and tool. And I hope this episode is going to help you in so many ways to really establish uh, the ability to craft your own boundaries and also your rules to live by, um, just so that it can really provide a pathway to emotional and mental health and well-being for you. And so basically what we're going to talk all about is that personal well-being and the health of our relationships is essential. The essential part of it is to set personal boundaries. So today I just want to talk about how to establish clear boundaries and basically that it's a really important protective measure. It also is the cornerstone of self-respect. It's also so important for our emotional health. And we're going to really 
kind of delve into the nuances and kind of look at boundaries in a way that can really help you because it can be challenging, right? Especially when you love someone with an addiction, boundaries get crossed left, right, and center. And so we really want to set up boundaries because it's a protective mechanism that's going to help you in so many ways, right? But I have a really fun way. And I, yes, I did say fun. I have a fun and creative way that will help you identify your values, help you identify what it is that you're needing. And so that you can learn to create boundaries that honor you and safeguard your own mental health, your emotions, your emotional health, and, and just your well-being in general. So we're going to discuss this strategy that can help you. And I'm going to give you loads of examples, loads and loads of examples of boundaries. So it can help you, right? When you're dealing with situations that you might be feeling tested. You might be feeling pushed to your edge. You might be feeling exhausted and depleted because you're navigating the complexities of addiction. It is hard and challenging. And what we want to do is make sure that we can reinforce our boundaries and also reinforce existing boundaries that are already in place. And then we also may want to establish some new boundaries. So let's jump into all of this and let's just have a conversation about it. I want to give you just some insight and maybe a mind shift around boundaries because all you hear time and time again, especially when you're dealing with addiction, is to set your boundaries, you know, put up your rules and things like that. And so what we want to do is, is break this down in a way that feels really, really good and that really honors you and your needs as well as your values. And so setting up boundaries in a way that is doable and actually feels really good and that is going to help support your well-being. So initially, uh, boundaries always seem challenging because they involve changing sometimes longstanding patterns. They also are involved in needing, it usually is involving other people, especially when we love someone with an addiction. We think that setting boundaries is a way to control their behavior. And so the second we shift from that, there's this misconception that setting boundaries is about controlling or changing someone else's behavior, um, which this can lead to conflict and resistance and disappointment. And so that's why we sometimes look at boundaries like this is so hard. It's hard to set boundaries because they just keep getting crossed. But that might be because we're setting boundaries hoping that we're going to change someone else's behavior. And the shift here, the true essence of boundaries and the power of boundaries lies in their focus on ourselves. It's about what we will accept, what we will tolerate, and how we choose to respond. It is all about taking that thinking about boundaries or limits. Look at them as limits. What are your limits? Um, and then, and just creating almost like a fence to keep, you know, to keep your well-being safe, to keep you safe and your well-being aligned. All right. So let's jump into the true essence of the power of benefits is basically it's focusing on yourself, right? And so boundaries that are centered on yourself are absolutely easier. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, basically, it's empowerment. You are going to feel self-empowerment. When boundaries are, are about you, your own actions and your own decisions, then they empower you. They make you feel really good, right? Like you're not relying on someone else to change 
instead you're taking the responsibility and creating your own responses and well-being. Another reason why boundaries, when they're centered on yourself, are so much easier is it provides clarity of purpose. So self-focused boundaries, they're cleaner, they're clearer, they're easier to follow. It's all about what you need and what you're expecting for yourself. And so it's all about you. So this clarity really does remove any sort of ambiguity. I can never say that word, like that ambivalence or uncertainty because you're focusing, we're not trying to focus on controlling others. And as we know, we cannot control others' addiction. We can try, but uh, we cannot control someone else. So this kind of allows us to ease that pressure and boundaries that are centered on ourself are easier to enforce. We take responsibility for it. We reduce conflict and pressure trying to aim to control other. We also decrease defensiveness and disappointment in general. And also it enhances our personal growth. When we're focused on self-directed boundaries, it encourages our own personal growth and self-awareness. And it requires that we take time to really reflect on what is it that we value? What are our values? What are our needs? And, and like, what kind of relationship do we want? And just by tapping into that and turning our focus and turning our boundaries that are self focused on ourselves, it's so much easier because we're in control. Not to mention it really does respect autonomy. So basically but these boundaries respect our own autonomy and and that of other people. So we're not trying to change other people. So we're setting limits for ourselves. Um, but we're allowing other people to manage their own behavior and manage their own choices. We're not doing that for someone else. And that makes it so much easier, right? And so boundaries are great because they, when we focus them on ourselves, it makes it easier to create these boundaries. It also is easier to be consistent with ourselves, not relying on someone else. And it's easier to really focus on your own behavior. And it promotes, you know, um, more clear communication, right? Because it requires that we communicate clearly and assert our boundaries and it's true for us. And this is what's true for us. So it makes it more clear. And the other thing is, is that when we focus and we focus boundaries on ourselves and not on someone else, it reduces resentment and disappointment, the possibility for disappointment, right? We're taking responsibility for our own well-being and it will reduce those feelings of resentment that comes from when we have unmet expectations or the attempt to control others. So while setting boundaries can initially seem daunting, focusing your boundaries on your own actions and your own reactions rather than trying to control others or other people's behaviors, um, it really does simplify the process. And you're going to see that as we talk about this, it's going to shift us to a perspective of potentially confronting what it is that we value, what do we need and that kind of thing. So, you know, focusing inward, like if you value self-care or you value personal responsibility and self-regulation, or if you value respectful relationships, well, then it makes it so easy and much easier to establish your own boundaries. Okay, so creating boundaries, basically, it's essential to maintaining a healthy relationship, especially when we are involved with someone with an addiction. These boundaries can help to preserve our own well-being and also 
it can actually support our the, the addicted loved one in our life as well. So some examples, I just want to kind of hammer through some examples. And what I love is marrying up boundaries with values. So for example, if you value some, one thing, well, then it's really easy because you can kind of look at uh, marrying up boundaries that go with what you value and what you're needing. And so, for example, if you value respect, um, you know, some of your, you, you're going to change your boundaries are going to reflect that. Or if you value a calm environment, or if you value self-regulation, right, or positive relationships, then you can see how what you value impacts what boundaries you might set. So creating boundaries is crucial when caring for someone with an addiction. Uh, and it's important to protect your own well-being, right? So let's just kind of go through some potential boundaries. Like, for example, um, so if you have you, what's, what's really important for you is to not have drug use or substance use in the home, your boundary might be, I will not allow any use of addicted, addictive substances in our home. Or if you don't want to offer financial support for substance use, you can say something like, I will not provide money that could be used to support the addiction. If you are into respectful communication, your boundary might be, I will communicate respectfully and uh, expect the same in return, especially during difficult situations. That might be your boundary. Or if you prioritize and you value self-care, you might say things like, or you might have a boundary like, I will prioritize my own mental health and physical health, even if it means stepping back at times. So you might have that as a boundary. So you can see how when you have a, a clear indication of what it is that you're valuing and what you need, it's amazing how it helps you to make these, these boundaries. Another example might be, I will not tolerate any form of verbal, physical, or emotional abuse. And another one might be, I will respect the needs. I, I respect, I will respect the need for personal space and time. Um, and I expect the return that the same thing in return. Um, I just wrote out a few here. So I expect honesty about addiction, its related behaviors. I will avoid um, behaviors that enable or excuse the addiction. Um, I will not attend social events or gatherings where a substance abuse is present. Uh, you might have a boundary. I will involve family or close friends for support. Um, you know, that might be your boundary, right? You want family involvement. Someone might not want you to have family involvement or, you know, like so many things. There's so many things here, right? Um, let me just, I'm just scrolling through. I created a whole list because when I'm on the spot to think of boundaries, I can never come up with them. Um, so I will maintain a support network for myself independent of this relationship. And so the, having that boundary, right? If, if social support, you know, it's essential for you, especially during this time, you might set up that boundary, right? And then, I mean, there's so many, I will set limits to protect myself from being emotionally drained. And so what are those limits, right? There are your boundaries. So being clear about uh, all of this thing and kind of checking into, remember that these boundaries are, they're not only about setting limits for yourself, but they're also about caring for you on a deep level to keep you healthy and to respect your values and your needs. So, so, so important. So 
some things you might want to do is create boundaries to protect yourself. So I always find when I'm talking with a lot of people and I'm noticing like the people in the support group and things like that, what, and what I struggled with at the time is I realized that the major boundaries that I was needing was to protect myself emotionally, physically, mentally, because I was exhausted. So I needed to create boundaries to protect myself from emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion. And you might be feeling the same, right? So this is really an, a really important step in self-care and self-compassion. So sometimes if I'm giving you a clue as to some boundaries that you might want to start setting up that might really, really help you, especially when you love someone with an addiction, look at boundaries that will safeguard your self-care. Look at boundaries that are going to offer you self-compassion. That will help you so much and kind of gives you a clue into helping you so that you don't move into a place of mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion is really looking at ways like some boundaries. And I always call them, I actually call them rules to live by. You can see how your boundaries can become rules to live by. So thinking about what you value, what is it that you're needing? If you're exhausted, maybe you need a rest, right? Or, you know, looking at all those things and then you build them into creating your rules to live by or your boundaries. So I hope that helps you kind of establish this idea. So let's talk about some ideas. And this, again, this episode, I just wanted to make a whole bunch of ideas for possible boundaries just to inspire you. Um, so boundaries that can help preserve your well-being. Here are some examples. So I will set aside time for myself daily, free of interruptions to relax and rejuvenate. There's a wonderful boundary for personal time. Another one could be, I will express with Oh, so I, I will express when a conversation is becoming too emotionally taxing and take a break from it. So emotional limits. So I will express when a conversation is becoming too emotionally taxing and take a break from it. So that is a boundary. It's clear. So as soon as something becomes emotionally taxing, you it's almost like you have a rule to live by now. You're making rules for yourself to protect your well-being. You can see how powerful this, these kind of boundaries are. And they're all you. If this is you have control over this. And so another one might be, um, I will say no to additional responsibilities when I feel overwhelmed, right? Or say you want some physical space, right? I will have personal space. Um, I will have a personal space where I can retreat for peace and solitude when needed. Now that's a really cool one. So then knowing that this is your rule to live by, you're going to create this for yourself. So, um, that is a wonderful boundary for physical space. Uh, another thing is maybe, um, let's see here, healthy. I will communicate my feelings honestly and set limits in conversations that are hurtful or unproductive. So how? So just having that statement or that rule to live by safe, safeguards your, your well-being as well as kind of helps you with this boundary of healthy communication. Um, another one could be, if you know, part of your self-care is regular exercise, a boundary will be, I will gate, I will engage in regular physical activity to maintain my physical and mental health. See how simple these boundaries are. It's cool. It's like your limits. It's your rules to live by. Um, another thing, maybe we want to, if mindfulness practices, you value that, you know, you need it, you want it. One of your 
rules to live by or your boundary might be, I will practice mindfulness or meditation to help manage stress and emotional well-being. There we go. We have that statement, this rule to live by. It's so, it's so, when you look at it like this, like these boundaries are fantastic because they're all about you. They're actually just statements, rules to live by. Um, okay. So I, so another one could be avoiding toxic situations. If this is important for you, maybe it's common. Um, I will distance myself from people or situations that consistently drain my energy or cause me distress. Now, sometimes this is so hard when you are with someone or it's maybe your child or things like that who is doing this. So just honoring that. So avoiding toxic situations, like maybe you, you tweak that statement or that, um, that rule to live by will distance myself from people or situations that consistently drain my energy. So that is a good one, right? Cause then you start noticing and like, you make sure like I have to distance myself from these people. Um, maybe you want to engage more in hobbies or interests and things like that. So you might, your boundary and your statement or rule to live by, I will regularly engage in hobbies and interests that energize and fulfill me. That's a great statement. So setting realistic goals, maybe. So you can see how when you have, so I will set achievable and realistic goals. Boom, there's a good boundary. Asking for help. Maybe this is one that you want to start implementing. I will ask for help when I need it and not try to handle everything by myself. This is one that I could have totally used. Um, this is a good boundary. So then it prompts me to ask for help when I'm feeling totally drained. You can see how the, the shift in focusing the boundaries on you, creating your rules to live by. Um, I, and I tried to come up with lots of examples, respecting my limits. So I will recognize and respect my physical and emotional limits. This is a really good one because oftentimes I... I went past my emotional limits. I like was physically drained. So this is a great one because we want to respect our limits when we're feeling completely exhausted or taken down. That's a great statement. That's a great boundary. I will recognize and respect my physical and emotional limits. So another one, maybe you want to integrate some more self-compassion. I will practice self-compassion and not criticize myself harshly. So there's your mantra. That is what you're going to have. Like I will practice self-compassion and I will not criticize myself harshly. What a great boundary. What a great rule to live by. And then what you do is it's so cool because once you have this, you catch yourself breaking the rule sometimes or you catch yourself. Oh, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. Right. Um, it's kind of, it's really, really powerful. All right, let's see what else jumps out here too. So say maybe what part of our self-care is that we want a balanced diet and we want to feel really good and energized from the food. So my your rule to live by or your boundary might be, I will maintain a healthy diet to positively influence my mood and energy levels. Again, sleep. Oh my gosh, this was huge for me. I hardly ever got sleep when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. So here's a boundary. I will ensure I get enough restful sleep to support my mental and emotional health. So there's your boundary. There's the, the rule to live by. So then looking at ways to implement that, to make that work. Um, and okay, so let's see here. 
um, positive relationships, right? Maybe we want to engage, have more positive relationships. So a boundary or a rule to live by might be, I will surround myself with supportive and uplifting people. I will surround myself with supportive and uplifting people. You can see how powerful these statements are, right? Because then we execute, we put this into action. Um, let's see, right to say no. Here's a good one. I will set boundaries and say no to requests that are too demanding or stressful. I will say no to requests that are too demanding or stressful. It's like, just like I have the right. It's like delving into your rights is delving into your limits is delving into what it is you want for yourself. And it's so powerful. You can see how powerful, right? This all is. Oh my gosh, I have so many examples here. Um, I will express myself through art, music, writing, you fill in in the blanks through journaling. So if you know part of you, your value um, is processing your emotions and you want to start implementing because this, so this will help you. Here's a rule to live by. Like I will regularly reflect on and appreciate the things I'm grateful for, or, you know, that's if you want to implement more gratitude practice or, you know, so creating all these statements, you see where we're going, right? Permission to take breaks. Oh my gosh, this is a good one. I will take breaks when feeling overwhelmed or stressed. That declaration, that that boundary, that rule to live by is so powerful because it reminds you that, you know, when you need a break, it's going to say, oh yes, I forgot. I, I take breaks. I will take breaks when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed. All right. What else do we have here? So also maybe this pledge of self-compassion, like I will be kind to myself and avoid harsh criticism. Um, maybe you want to focus, right? So I will focus my energy on aspects of my life that I can control. I love this one. I will focus my energy on aspects of my life that I can control. What that does is it moves you like, oh, well, can't control that addiction. My side of the street's clean. It's like, it really does help to remove you out of the drama and helps you kind of control where you're focusing your energy. So I do love that boundary. It's so good. And that rule to live by, I will focus my energy on aspects of my life that I can control. And that kind of goes along with everything we're doing here, right? So these kind of personalized rules to live by, they can serve as daily reminders to prioritize and protect your mental health. They can serve as a foundation for safeguarding your well-being. So we want to make sure that, they, that we recognize that boundaries are can be really fun and they can be like new mantras that we say all the time or new sayings. And by following these kind of rule, I was calling them rules to live by or your boundaries or your limits, you're really able to empower yourself. You're able to recognize and come up with strategies for that and in a way that's really, really helpful. So what we want to do is think about ways how we can how can we implement these. So now we have kind of had the examples of boundaries. We know now that boundaries are not rules for other people. There are more rules to live by for ourselves to protect our well-being. Turning those boundaries for ourselves on things we have control over, which is ourselves. And um, so how do we implement these? Like, how do we adhere to these rules so we can say them? But then how do we stick to it? So. 
the idea here is you want to just begin with a few rules. Don't create a whole bunch of them. Just think of a few, start small. Think of a few that feel more urgent to you and more achievable, and then gradually start incorporating more of these boundaries, more of these rules to live by, um, because they really, really work. I know right now my rule to live by that I'm implementing because my digestion's been a little bit off is I'm not eating past 8 p.m. so that my body has more time to digest and assimilate and eliminate so that I can wake up in the morning and feel a little bit more fresh and not bogged down as much. And I'm hoping it's going to help my sleep as well. So my rule to live by is, I no longer am eating past 8 p.m., right? Or I stop eating at 8 p.m. There's my rule to live by. And that really does work. The other thing is, is that you can set reminders on your phone. You can, I use sticky notes. I've got sticky notes all over my house and I put it on my mirror. You can take dry erase marker and you can write it on your mirror in the washroom, your rules to live by if you want, or put it on sticky notes or just have it like on your phone. Or some people put in the landing page on their phone too, like the picture, the wallpaper. Um, so you want to start small. You want to set reminders, use tools, sticky notes, maybe journal prompts, just to keep these rules to live by or your boundaries right at the forefront of your mind and in your daily routines. So, so important. The other thing is you can do, and I love this, is track your progress. So excuse me. So I have a habit tracker. So every day it's like, okay, every day that I kind of follow my rule to live by, I give myself like either a check mark or I fill in the little circle and, um, and it works. Like I literally love, okay. So every single night so far this week, I haven't eaten past 8 PM. And so tracking your progress is so motivating and just noticing and consider small milestones of your celebration for following your rules to live by or your boundaries is, is so impactful. All right. The other thing is share your goals. Tell someone, tell a friend, a family member who will support you. Tell them your boundaries. Like if they don't see your sticky notes all over the place or, you know, and just allow them to offer encouragement. And it'll also just telling someone kind of makes you accountable that you're going to do that. Um, and so I know when I announced that I'm not eating past eight, my whole family knows that it's like, oh, we better make dinner soon because, you know, or else you know, we, you won't, we won't have time to eat it before 8 p.m. So yeah, so uh, the support system is really good. Now, I have to say, you know, sometimes we can't follow through on this. So we want to also be flexible. We don't want to beat ourselves up over it. So life can be unpredictable. So sometimes be willing to adapt your rules, um, you know, because sometimes circumstances change. So you might find that certain strategies aren't working and then you just need to adjust, but don't beat yourself up over it. All right. So another one is to regularly review and adjust accordingly, like that you need to. So adjust those boundaries, those rules to live by and see how they're aligning and making sure that they're aligning with what it is that you're needing, right? So your boundaries and your you know, your rules to live by will change, right? So for me, it's like, you know, especially after the Christmas holidays and things like that and taking holidays, it's like, I, I want to just cut 
cut wine out for a little bit. So then I only drink wine on the weekend. So my rule to live by right in the next little while is I only have wine on the weekend. And so you can see how it's so cool because boundaries can actually be fun and you can, uh, you can change them. You can review them. You can adjust them and just have fun with it and offer yourself so much compassion. Remember that it's okay if you have setbacks and be kind to yourself and recognize that, you know, change takes time. Um, and my favorite part about this is integrating them into your daily routine. So incorporating these rules into your daily routines so they become a natural part of your day. And that can be really beneficial. And that's why I do the habit tracking with mine, my rules to live by. Um, all right. So let's see what else here. Um, okay. Obviously, prioritize your health. So understand that your rules to live by are in place to protect you and enhance your well-being. So remember those boundaries are, should you know, we should always have them as a priority. They're there for a reason. Um, the other thing is rewards. I love rewards. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll put, okay, if I, if I have a track and I set this boundary for the entire month, and, you know, I, I I do this X, Y, Z amount of times during the week, then at the end of the month, I'm going to treat myself to you fill in the blank, or I'm going to buy myself that cute little speaker that I always wanted, or, you know, like, so rewards are so powerful too. And it doesn't have to be monetary things. It could be, I'm going to reward myself with going on that new hiking trail up in, you know, a new place or whatever it is. So coming up with a reward system is so motivating, right? That you can you can reward yourself for following your rules to live by. And it could be like a super nice relaxing bath at the end of the, the week or going to that spa that has a hot cold pools and, you know, take the time as a reward for yourself. All right. So yeah. So reflecting on this regularly too, right? Spending time reflecting on how these rules are impacting your life and adjust as necessary and stay inspired. Keep yourself inspired and motivated by getting, you know, inspired by maybe podcasts or reading good books or things like that and kind of see how you can be inspired by other people's potential boundaries for themselves. Share in our support group. Let us know what cool boundary you're creating for yourself. And I'll give you a prompt for that in the group. And uh, I think that that would really, really be powerful for us. And so by applying these strategies, we can really have a more sustainable approach to our personal rules to live by and our boundaries or limits that can be really, can really be, impactful. They can have a long lasting positive impact on our health, our well-being, and just make us feel really good. So remember that consistency and persistence is good, reassessment as needed. And um yeah, so I always say think about your needs. What are you needing? Right. And emphasize why that boundary is important for your well-being. And then just make it clear and just really like start with baby steps. Maybe you have three new boundaries that you're implementing or three new rules to live by, so to speak, right? Stay firm with them. And um, yeah, so, oh my gosh. Okay. So I think I covered everything um, that I wanted to say about that. So let's do a fun exercise. And this is what I walked myself through too. And, and sometimes it's just fun to walk yourself through this to create, you know, boundaries that are of priority right now. So here's your challenge. Here's what you can work on. Um, so what we want to do is 
think about, identify your, so the first step, identify your needs and your values. So reflect on your core values. So consider what is most important to you in your life, right? This could be honesty, respect. It could be independence. It could be security. It could be safety or health. What is it that's really, really important to you right now? So one of my top values is good health and energy. And so good health and energy is really, really important to me. I value it. So you can see why, you know, I'm looking after my digestion, I'm looking after my sleep, and I'm having my rules to live by with my glass of wine and that kind of thing. So what you want to do is first identify your needs um, and your values. What is it you value? So assessing your needs too is like, think about what you need to feel happy right now. What are you needing to feel secure? What are you needing to feel fulfilled? So needs, they can be emotional at times too. Like maybe you need affection or they could be physical. Like maybe you're needing fresh air or maybe you're needing rest or they could be mental. Like you need some intellectual stimulation or to learn something new and have some growth. So assessing your needs, what are you needing? That's the first step. So what you want to do is write down a list of your top five values, maybe, um, and, and next to each value, maybe honor, like, you know, list out what you need to honor that value. Um, what is it that you could do to honor that value? And then analyze your current boundaries. So what you want to do is think about what is it that you currently already have in place, right? So reflect on maybe past boundaries that you have in place or rules to live by that are working, right? We want to keep moving those forward and consider um, where that you maybe feel a little uncomfortable or maybe you're feeling stressed or not as happy. So what boundaries were crossed when you're feeling that way? I know for me, it's like, oh my gosh, if I if I don't get my walk-in in a day with my dog, it's just like, oh, like I get, I kind of get unhappy or uncomfortable. I just feel disappointed in myself. And so my rules to live by could be like, get outside for fresh air every single day, even if it's for 20 minutes, like, you know, or even if it's for 10 minutes, like fresh air every day, every day I get fresh air. And so if you, so it's kind of like using your past feelings of that are uncomfortable or when you felt stressed or unhappy and just recognize what boundaries were crossed or what boundaries weren't in place that maybe need to be in place. So the idea here is it's really assessing your current boundaries and assessing which ones are like spoken or unspoken and maybe reestablish the good ones that you want to keep and create more. So it's really important to create kind of this idea of boundaries that are already in place that are working, boundaries that keep getting violated, that maybe we need to reevaluate those boundaries and create, you know, more rules to live by or to really assess them. So these are wonderful tips to help you kind of see where you're at, um, what's going on, um, create new boundaries. So based on your values and your needs and boundaries that you're already in place or boundaries that need to be revisited, this is your opportunity now to create new ones. And be as specific and clear as possible when you're formulating these boundaries. And you want them not to be vague statements. You want them to be very clear, like write a specific boundary that you will maintain and honor. And I'm so curious to see what you come up with. I'd be so excited, right? So for example, you know, if health is 
a value and physical well-being is a need, then a boundary could be, I will allocate time for exercise at least three times a week. And so you plan it into your day. Like I will have, I will allocate time three times a week to exercise, or I will allocate 20 minutes every day for fresh air. You can see how that's a great boundary. So then the next step, which is the implementation. So this next step is putting it into your calendar. It's taking your boundary. It's taking your limit, your rules to live by, and somehow integrating it into your calendar. Make those sticky notes, put them around, put them top of mind until they become automatic for you, automatic rules to live by. So another thing is prepare for pushback. It could be pushback even from you yourself or from those around you and really, really be prepared and consider the reactions of others and be prepared with the response and why this is important for you and why you want to stay firm uh, with your rules to live by. So... I think that's about it. Today, we talked all about all kinds of things. We focused on the importance of personal boundaries, who they're for. They're for us and our well-being and not rules for other people. They're rules to live by for us based on what we value, based on what we're needing. And specific boundaries can really support our mental health and well-being, right? And it's nice to piggyback on those and look at them from a perspective of excitement and that actually boundaries can be really, really impactful and it protects us. It can protect us emotionally, physically, mentally. It protects us from the exhaustion that often comes with loving someone with an addiction. You know what? We already feel like we don't have control over someone else's addiction because we don't. We already feel helpless. So why not do something, create rules to live by that support and safeguard your well-being? So, so cool. And I hope you got a lot out of that, right? So we want to make sure that we're we're implementing them, right? That we want to have use that use that those steps that I talked about that exercise to really identify your personal values, your needs, and assess your current boundaries, and then create new ones, and then plan them into your schedule, put them around the house, make them active, and and put them into practice and action, and ultimately it will lead to a healthier us a healthier version and making us feel more balanced and in control. So I hope that that was helpful. We are crafting boundaries and rules to live by, so to speak. And this will be a really great pathway for us, for our emotional and mental well-being. And so I hope that was helpful. I hope it was a new spin on boundaries and really turning the spin on ourselves and and just for the empowerment to take back our power. And you know, this is what this whole podcast is all about. So I hope you like this bonus episode. I realized that I got a little sticky when it comes to boundaries and I kept referring to past episodes on boundaries. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the boundaries that work really well for me and my brain and in positive psychology too, implementing um, some of that strategy to connect with your values and what you're needing. And that really helps to create your quote unquote rules to live by or those boundaries that you want to set for your own well-being. It's not for anyone else, right? So we're not creating rules for someone else. It's all about you. Okay, so I hope that was helpful. And I hope I took that kind of messiness of boundaries when we're thinking of someone else. I think that's why we struggle so much. We think that we're trying to create rules for someone else 
to make our lives better, but really it's all about taking that lens and focusing on our own rules to live by um, and our own limits. So thank you everybody for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.